Hey, what's up, dividend investing listener? I hope you've got your Q-tips ready, that they've used you, you've cleaned out all of that junk and wax and other ungodly things that we may find in those ear holes of yours. I hope they're nice and clean because we want a nice and clean ear hole before we come into it with some dividend news, what we've been buying. Uh, I want to tell you, our new. I just hit publish on the newsletter. If you're not signed up, find the link in the comments or the description or whatever the hell it's called below. It's the, again, the low, low price of free. It's just going to be an interesting thought that I'm sharing every week. What we're buying, keep tabs on the dividends we received, some stocks going ex-dividend and a couple podcasts I checked out in the week that was that I think you may find useful. But before we get to all that, a bit of real news here is that my family, I'm taking them on April 6th to Las Vegas, Nevada to see Yes, we're going to see the one and the only Ryan Williams. And I wish I could say that I was taking my kids there and they were excited to meet Mr. Williams. But no, we're actually going to see Social Distortion and Bad Religion on April 6th. Check out the Punk Rock Museum. And my kids want to check out this Omega Mart, which uh, looks pretty damn interesting, if I may say so. And it's an interesting thing. I, I've You hear me preach and talk about living life off the spreadsheet and doing things that you can't quantify in a number because they bring you happiness and make memories for you. And honestly, think about that. Now, I'm not saying to go blow all your money on, you know, hookers and coke, but in a penthouse suite up there at the Bellagio, you know, but you want to make memories. Why? Well, because we're running out of time, right? Our, our life is kind of like the proverbial three-legged stool. You have money, you have time and you have health and we're definitely running out of time. And it's just a matter of not if, but when our health is going to start to go. So we're probably going to have our money is going to last longer than us. So, hey, why not spend some of that money when you have time and you have health, which is what we're going to do now and make some memories. Think about some of the best things you've ever done. Those you probably don't remember how much money you spent exactly. Maybe you do. But in most cases, the memory remains and it ages like fine wine. It gets better with time. So we're hopefully going to make some memories out there in Vegas and uh, see good old Mr. Riney Williams. And now sit down and hang on by the seat of your pants because we've got a ton of news to get to before we talk about Walmart and their stock split and fill you in on all of that. Hey, when we're done with that. You're going to have so much more knowledge than the average ordinary person you see. You know, maybe you just go up to people in the subway or in the bus station, or again, when you're at the Piggly Wiggly, you may see somebody and say, let me tell you all about the Walmart stock split. And I don't, hey, just follow them, right? It's public. You, they don't have to listen, but no, don't do that. We don't, we don't want you doing that while you're beating things into your head. But here we go. And away we go. UPS, ticker UPS. Everybody knows them. They raised their dividend 0. 0.0, I'm sorry, 0.6%, which is their 15th straight year of raises. And that dividend growth has slowed down considerably. I know they have uh, issues with the union, the Teamsters union that's pressuring their profits. So, hey, it may be, uh, may be slow going for the next couple of years, but their yield is 4.6% dividend safety score of 69. T. Rowe Price, ticker T-R-O-W, had a 1.6% dividend increase, which is their 38th straight year of payout ratios, of payouts that have increased, not the payout ratio, 
but it's actually their payout ratio is near a decade high and keep an eye on that. But still, they're raising that dividend 4.52% dividend yield currently, safety score of 80. Those safety scores are from, by the way, Simply Safe, Simply Safe Dividends. Those dividend safety scores are from simplysafedividends.com. Is that Sean Connery doing the worst accent ever? Quite possibly, everybody. I'm channeling the ghost of Sean Connery, and you say, but he's not dead yet. And that, my friend, is what makes it even more interesting because I'm channeling the future ghost of Sean Connery right here, right now for you. Okay, yes, I don't use anything, but uh, high on life. Anyway, <laughs> Williams Company, ticker WMB, raised their dividend 6.1%. They do oil and gas storage and transportation. That's their sixth consecutive year of growth. Yield of 5.46%, dividend safety score of 60, borderline safe. Washington Trust, ticker WASH, their yield has shot up through the roof and they reiterated their commitment to the dividend as the payout ratio nears a peak, so it says simply safe, but 8.37% yield borderline safety score of 50. They refresh their outlook on the diversified metals and mining group, Rio Tinto, ticker RIO. And did you know they were founded in 1873 with a dividend yield of 5.86% and a safety score of 40, unsafe because they have a negative 37% dividend growth. Eek. Now you like dumpster diving? Well, check out New York Community Bank Corp, ticker NYCB. That's the jam. They're the business that acquired Signature Bank, which failed in March of 23. Yeah, well, New York Community Bank Corp just cut the dividend 71%. Uh, and it's not too good. You don't like that. But still, the yield's 3.31%. Dividend safety score of 41 borderline safe. Avalon Bay, the multifamily residential REIT, which is what? They do upscale apartment REITs, ticker AVB. Raised their payout by 3%, which they say benefits from the ongoing national housing shortage. Dividend safety score of 98. Very safe. And the highest you can go is 100, so 3.88% yield. Brookfield Infrastructure Partners, ticker BIP, raised that dividend 5.9%. And they have a safety score of 65 safe. Dividend yield of 5.16%. We're getting there. We're working there, so stick with it. We got a few more interesting ones coming up, like Shell, ticker S-H-E-L. They raised their dividend 3.9%, but that dividend is still 25% below the pre-pandemic rate, uh, 45 borderline safety score, and a yield of 4.35%. Eversource, ticker E-S, the electric utility, raised their dividend 5.9%, which is their 24th consecutive year. 88, very safe score and 5.18% yield. Texas Instruments, I put them on a list, a video I did of potential dividend cuts to prepare and be aware of. They were downgraded from 90 very safe to 80 safe. So the lower end of the safe bucket, 3.27% yield. And they say, this is their blurb, that their investment in onshore production amid sales slump narrows the dividend coverage. And that yield, they're currently paying out more in dividend than they have a free cash flow. So that's not very good. That's a no bueno. Polaris, ticker PII, raised that dividend 1.5%, which is their 29th consecutive year of growing. 
By the way, we've talked about, they came up when Scott Wine, who is the CEO of Case New Holland, he, for quite some time, oversaw big growth over at Polaris when he was the CEO there. So that's one of the growth vectors in the management side of things at Case New Holland, ticker CNHI, that, you know, to keep an eye on, see if he can do something similar there. So Polaris, though, they, they you know, snowmobiles and, and things like that. Dividend yield of 2.92%. Dividend safety score of 80. And then we got an initiator popping that cherry with Meta, ticker META. Their very first ever dividend of 50 cents a share per quarter, $2 a year, is a payout ratio under 15%. They have a debt-free balance sheet, $50 billion in cash reserves, and 3 billion monthly active users, so they can easily pay that. But they did get a safety score of 70 safe, and that yield is 0.42% with good old meta. Eh, I don't know. It just seems like the market's been melting up too crazy, and they they just seem really expensive. I can't believe I shared it with uh, my guys Harris and Ryan that meta was around, what, $90 a share, I think, on Halloween of 2022. And now look where it is. Dang, it's just going crazy. It's going crazy now. So ha, Chevron, ticker CVX, raised that dividend 7.9%. Call it 8%, which is their 37th consecutive year of dividend growth. And the break-even price for them is $50 per barrel. But I've heard that it can be going as low, and maybe that's just for Exxon, was around 20 to $25 a barrel. So that's pretty crazy. Dividend safety score of 90, yield of 4.28%, which is about in line with their five-year average. Almost there, almost there. Cigna, ticker CI, the healthcare service company, raised their dividend 14%, and they have a safety score of 79, but a yield of 1.73%, but they grow that dividend pretty dang quick. Church and Dwight, what do they make? They make baking soda, Arm & Hammer, OxyClean, and condoms. So dividend safety score of 99. They raise that dividend 4.1%, which is their 28th year of annual dividend growth, yield of 1.14%. And last but not least, well, one more after this, but Brookfield Renewable raised their dividend 5.2%. They have a dividend safety score of 50, borderline safe, and a yield of 5.59%. And I believe we talked about this last week. No, we didn't because I had Jonah on. Next, our media group, they raised that dividend 25%. They have raised their dividend 25% every single year. I believe the year is since 2017 that they have done that. But either way, another 25% raise. And our patty, because we have 103 shares, increased $140.08 a year just by doing nothing. So they raised it from $1.35 to $1.69. They are a free cash flow machine. And now, dear dividend investing listener, get the Q-tips out, get your ears ready, put them on standby for... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A couple of ads. Oh, I just love those commercials, don't you? Fantastic. So what did we buy this week? Well, dividends we received, I'll tell you about. We received $98.93 from Toronto Dominion Bank and $122.10 from AT&T. More on T in a minute. By the way, sharing the portfolio now at GitQuin. The link is in the description below. Show notes, whatever you want to call it. But we sold 94 shares then of AT&T at $18. All the shares we had, we have like 400 and well over, I think 440 some odd shares. And some of those, the cheapest ones, everything we bought under 18, I just sold, got out of them. And I explained why in our last portfolio update video, which again is linked below if you want to check that out. But I also sold, because we have cash sitting around, I sold a couple puts, cash secured puts, won't get into that, for SOXL, the semiconductor three times leveraged ETF. We won't get into it. I was talking to Jeremy, dividend stockpile, and with that cash I'm waiting because the market keeps melting up. Uh, I just decided to do a couple cash secured puts and not much, 16 bucks on one, 25 bucks on the other. Uh, and then what did we buy? Well, we bought seven shares of Realty Income at fifty-four sixty-four, two shares of Toronto Dominion Bank ticker TD at sixty-one twenty, one share of Starbucks at ninety-two thirty-five, and bit the bullet here. Just bought three shares of J and J at one fifty-six ninety-six. I think it's going to be going back to the low one fifties, potentially high one forties. May not. The magic chart tells me that's what it's doing. I don't know if it will. But either way, uh, I'd prefer to get to 100 when they're under 140. So as of now, we're just maybe going to dribble in here in the mid-150s, couple shares a week. So what's going on with Walmart? You may have heard that Walmart is going to be doing a stock split. Yep, on February 23rd, 2024, they're splitting themselves for the 12th time. It's going to be a three-for-one split. So if you own one share, well, then on that date, the 23rd, you will now have three shares for every share you own. And the first trading day post split will be February 26th, 2024. Now, as of this recording, the share price is about $170. So you would have not one share at 170, but three shares at about 56.67. And this is going to balloon the outstanding shares. Remember, the total of shares outstanding is gonna go from 2.7 billion to about 8.1 billion. Now, that may sound to you like dilution, but it's not. The value of the business will be exactly the same, and the market cap is not going to change, but the stock's, you know, airfingers quote, face value will look cheaper. And it'll also drop its Dow Jones Industrial Average weighting, which is determined by the stock price. I think the Dow is antiquated. It's 30 businesses. They're not even all industrial and they're weighted by the price of the stock. So United Health is at the top with over $500 a share, which means that for any funds holding the DJIA, $1 goes, most of that dollar goes into the ones with a higher stock price. It's stupid, but anyway, it's going to go, it's going to go? What's a going to go? Is that like a FUPA? It's going to drop from about 17th, which is behind JP Morgan, to 25th behind Coca-Cola. So their CEO, the Walmart CEO, echoed Sam Walton, who wanted the share price to be in a range for every employee to afford. And 
they wanted, he wanted them to afford a whole share, not fractional shares. So yeah, it's, it's going to be, again, Airfinger's quote, cheaper for employees to buy a whole share now. And check it out. In 1988, it took an entry-level employee over eight hours to earn enough to buy one whole share. And now it'll be at an all-time low of under four hours. So that's, I guess, good. And it's good. Well, Sam Walton basically wanted the employees to participate in owning the business. So Walmart employees can participate in a stock purchase plan by investing automatically a portion of their check. And Walmart matches up to, no, not up to, they match 15% up to the first $1,800 a year, which is essentially $270 in free money. Uh, or in other words, it's it's like a $270 bonus. And again, you know, that's they want the employees. Maybe he thinks it'll stop them from stealing and trying to, you know, figure out ways to be lazy on the job or something. But yeah, so if they own the business, they're going to hopefully want the business to succeed. And Walmart has about 10,000 stores and their same store sales grew four point, call it 5% in quarter three of 23. Now, if we had that magic DeLorean, how awesome would this be? Because on October 1st, 1970, Walmart IPO'd. They pub started trading as a publicly, publicly, oh my goodness, marbles in the mouth this morning. Walmart started publicly trading to the public so the public could buy them on the public market for $16.50. And after all 11 splits, if you were to hold that one share from October 1st, 1970 till today, you'd have 2,048 shares worth about $348,000. And that would be currently earning you $4,670 in dividends. That's insane. Just from 1970, you could have turned $16.50, bought that one share, stuck it in a drawer, and did nothing with it. And all these years later, it would be $348,000 currently earning you almost five grand in annual dividends without selling, doing anything. That's the power of compounding what we're going after. And Walmart has increased its annual cash dividend every single year since they first declared that five cents per share annual dividend in March 1974, about eight years or four years. I can do math. I was born in 78, so that was about four years before Pet Pet Peepaw here was born. So after this latest split, you would have on that one share, that one share in 1970 would have turned into 6,144 shares. But, you know, because nothing else changed, you'd still be earning the same amount of dividends and the portfolio value would be still be the same, 348,000. So the best way to think of a stock split is imagine a pizza that's cut into whatever, eight pieces. Well, after the stock split, you know, now it's cut into 24 pieces. So it's still the same exact size, shape, and weight pizza, but you're just cutting it into more slices and every slice is smaller, if that makes sense. And that's the way to think about it. So yeah, if you want to see the Dow Jones, <laughs> Dow Jones waiting link, I have that in the notes below. And also where I got the Walmart split history from, check that out on their website. 
And hopefully I'm going to remember to put all these, <laughs> all these links in there because, uh, hey, I'm only human, just like the Human League saying way back when I was in grade school. So dudes, dudettes, men, women, children, animals, and those of you unidentified, I'm so happy you could be here listening to this show right now with me, right up in Sha. And if you haven't done so, go ahead and leave a review on Apple iTunes. I will be sure to read it, make it fun, make it goofy, not too filthy, because, you know, know, somebody's children may be, some little baby cheerings may be listening up and yeah, so we don't want to offend them too much. So I do love you and thank you so very much for swinging on by the podcast. Hey, have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful rest of your night, your evening, or, you know, if you don't listen to me ever again, hey, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your life. And if you do enjoy this, come on back now. Did you hear? And I'll talk to you in the next Thrilling Dapper Dividends podcast episode. So long, everybody.